It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Gonna be honest with you, I'm a little tired. I stayed up and watched the entire Oscars right up until right before Best Picture. I didn't know this morning who won Best Picture until you told me on air. Best Picture was one of those things. I think it was one of the only categories where people really weren't sure. Most people figured Brad Pitt, gonna sweep it. Joaquin Phoenix, gonna sweep it. Renee Zellweger, she'll, she'll probably take that one home. But there were a couple categories, Best Picture being one of them, that, that some people were guessing 1917, other people were guessing Parasite. Um, other people were guessing other ones, but anyway, it did end up being Parasite. Spoiler alert. Okay, so Parasite, I don't know anyone who has seen that movie. And, and granted, it's not supposed to be a popularity contest where the, the movie that the most people have seen wins, although that's not a bad idea for an award show. If you want a mass appeal is give awards to movies that people have seen and liked. Well, People's Choice kind of does that, but it doesn't have the same credibility as an Oscars. Exactly. It's yeah. kind of strange. Either way, the best part of the Oscars last night was Eminem yep. and Steve Martin and Chris Rock right at the beginning. Honorable mention, I will give to, uh, who was it? Oh, the James Corden and Rebel Wilson coming out in the Cats, making fun of themselves, costumes. Yeah. Great. Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. They were okay. It was a little cheesy. I actually liked what Juliet Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell did. Yeah. If you're a cinematographer, you probably laughed your balls off watching that sketch. Absolutely. That was great. Uh, most people don't know what a cinematographer does anyway, so they probably went over most people's heads. Right, made it the best part. But yeah, Eminem showing up. People are like so mixed on that. It's funny. Why is he showing up 18 years later? And other people are like, yeah, finally he got the chance to perform it. He just hasn't done that yet. And also they were coming out of a segment about how music can define a movie Mm -hmm. and a movie can define the song. You can't think of 8 Mile without thinking of Lose Yourself. Absolutely. There's certain movies. Uh, Footloose, they use that in the montage. Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. There's just certain movies that are mm-hmm. tied to a song and everybody knows it. So it made sense to have one of those songs yeah. performed. And Eminem, it was a good fit. Nobody saw it coming. He did a good job at hiding the fact that he was going to be there and perform. So, hey, that's awesome. Good on the Oscars. It got people talking. Uh, it's amazing that a show that's supposed to be about the movies, its most tweeted about moments were Eminem, yep. music. Still, number one. Yeah. And comedians, Steve Martin and Chris Rock. Yeah. So uh, the Oscars need to do a little bit of work for next year. Perhaps. Yeah. Or they're just going to keep doing what they're doing because they they came up with this formula of making comedians, most comedians present, and it seemed to be working. And maybe if you're a Chris Rock, for example, you gave all your best material anyway during that little time you had with Steve Martin. So the yeah, I mean, you didn't have to host the entire show. You still had your moment in the sun. People are still talking about you. Maybe it works out well for everybody. Who knows? I still think they should bring back Kevin Hart at some point, but... I think they're saving that for when they're in real ratings trouble. Yeah, we'll see, by the way. The ratings are going to come out any moment now. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow morning, I'm sure. Hey, just a reminder, you can DM us anytime. You can find both of us on Instagram, Scott Fox on air or Cat on air. You've got a DM today. I do. I had a great uh, DM that actually came down this morning. I'm assuming they listened to our show along with the podcast, too, which I love. Uh, OMG, your morning show with Scott. There you have it. Friggin' hilarious. I drive from London to Waterloo daily. Definitely entertaining. Thank you. And on the podcast, I died laughing when you talked about the pepper mill. Roll on the floor laughing. The pepper mill? Yeah. When we talked about someone fucking the pepper mill at the table. Oh!
yeah, yeah the yeah, mirror yeah, yeah. dating. Yeah, the mirror dating. You look at yourself and jam yourself with a pepper mill. I remember that. How could you forget? There's a scar. No. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. As Scott said, you can DM us anytime. I have. A, do you have any DMs you want to read today? Nothing today. Okay. <laughs> uh, whole bunch of things we're going to talk about, but we'll start off with my finger because I sent out a tweet okay. about this. So I got a text from Scott last night. Hang on, let me bring up my text from you. It's just a photo of your finger. Two fingers wrapped up. Hey, I suck, I know. Likely going to need you to do the board tomorrow. That's kind of the buttons. It's just the buttons just and the gadgets and the things that we have to do behind the scenes in radio and podcast land. Some people have producers. We don't anymore. So somebody has to run the computer and turn up the slides that control the volume. And it's your right hand and you happen to be right-handed. Yeah. Have to go for x-rays tomorrow. Sorry. Well, I was expecting when I replied back to you with what the fuck happened to you? An epic tale of heroism, perhaps danger. And something crazy. And then you told me what really happened. Do it, you care to explain what happened? Okay. In I like that you're going to be able to do this unedited because I've been waiting for you to tell me this unedited. It was so fucking stupid. Saturday, I was out running errands. And I'm driving my son's car right now because it is not as reliable as my car. And given that he's going to school in the U.S., I said, you take my car I'll drive your car. I'll treat it as like a little winter beater. It's an old Subaru. Dad move, by the way. Good dad move. You take the safe car. Nice. I will take the less reliable car, and we're good. You did the nice move, and you still got fucked. I did get fucked. This car is out to get everybody and anybody. So I'm driving around this old school Subaru, and it needed the wiper blades replaced. It happens. Sure. Sure. They wear down after a while. Went in and bought a wiper blade. Got a Rain-X. And I thought, okay, we're getting the Cadillac of windshield wipers here. I'll just pop the old one off, pop the new one on. I've done it a dozen times in the past. Everything will be good. Go out to the parking lot. And at first, I couldn't get the old blade off. And then I realized, after watching a couple of YouTube videos, that the reason I can't get it off is because it's not supposed to come off. The arm stays completely intact. When you want to change the wiper blades on this particular model of Subaru, you have to just slide the rubber piece out and put a new rubber piece in. You're not changing the whole wiper blade. Hmm. So once I figured that out, and I've already cut myself once, so I'm bleeding all over the hood of the car. The middle of Canadian Tire. Were you like mounting it at this point? Like when you were trying to get the rubber off or were you still like just dangling from the side of your Subaru in the middle of the parking lot? <laughs> Hanging off of it like I'm in speed? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to picture how this looked before it all went to shit. I was leaned over the hood of the car, which is covered in road salt right oh, now. No. So I might as well just You're throw out that jacket. filthy as fuck. Yep. Bleeding, bleeding. Yeah. Okay. So... Once I realize I just have to slide the rubber piece out, slide a new rubber piece in, I think, okay, fine. I started to slide it out, and it got stuck. Hmm. If you've never actually checked, the rubber on a windshield wiper is very much like an elastic. It's rubber, which means it has elasticity. So I'm pulling, it won't go. I got it like three quarters of the way, just wouldn't come any further, and I thought... Okay, I'm a fairly strong guy. I can get this off. I don't need to cut it or try and bend it or slide it back in to slide it back out. I can just pull hard enough. It's going to come out. Well, when you pull on rubber, 
that has high elasticity, rubber does what rubber does. It came out, and it didn't just come out, it snapped. Cat, you can see, here's cut one, cut two, and there's cut three. So in the same way, old school, maybe our parents would have gotten like a ruler across the knuckles when they were bad in school. That's what it was like. It lashed across my hand and it caught the three middle fingers. My index finger, my middle finger, my ring finger. Son of a bitch. Did you scream? Oh, I let out a fuck. Ah, it hurt. Then I looked down and saw, well, now there's just blood pooling up fucking everywhere. (laughs) It must have looked like a crime scene. Maybe I should go back there today and clean it up. (laughs) Canadian Tire parking lot in Milton. The cops are there right now, actually, figuring somebody got fucking murdered. (laughs) So I had like full flexibility in my fingers because I was wiggling my fingers and I I thought that really hurt. Like, but I thought it was just a sting or something like that. Mm -hmm. Went home. Rinsed out the cuts. I was fine. Then my finger started swelling, and it was my index finger and middle finger. But it didn't just swell. It looked like I had hands like the elephant man. They were like sausages on my hand. And I didn't know if it was broken or not. So I just went on the safe assumption that I should just get the swelling down, and then I'll have a better idea of what's wrong with it. Ice, ice, bag of peas, ice, bag of corn, ice, this sort of shit. Trying to get the swelling to go down. It was the end of the day. It was late. I just decided to go to bed. Woke up in the morning, Sunday. I got to go to Scotiabank Arena. We've got a Toronto Rock game. You know what I'll do? I'm going to talk to Q, the trainer from the Rock. He can take a look at it. So I got to the rink and my hand is throbbing still. Almost 24 hours later. I got there and I said, hey Q, can you take a look at my hand? And he looked at me like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like we've got guys with Achilles injuries, high ankle sprains. We've got guys that are uh, dealing with all sorts of shit. And you want me to look at your finger? The in-game host comes a knocking. Yeah, my finger. <laughs> I kind of snapped at a windshield. Yeah, uh-huh. So he looks at it and he said, you didn't think you should go to the doctor for this? And I thought, it's just a cut. I'm fine. I'll walk it off. That sort of deal. He looked at it and said, okay, well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put some compression tape on this to try and uh, move the swelling out of your fingers. That'll help a little bit with the pain. And you should probably take a couple Tylenol. So I took a couple Tylenol. And then he said, come back after the game. We'll get the team doctor to look at it. So I go into the dressing room after the game. Big win over Buffalo. Everybody's pumped up. But we had some guys that needed some attention from the doctor. Q moves me right to the front of the line because apparently my fucking (laughs) finger is priority here. Doctor looks at it and says, why do you not have this splinted? Why have you not gone for an x-ray? And everybody's looking at me like I'm an idiot for not going to the doctor. Now I'm starting to feel like an idiot for having not gone to the doctor. Did you really just not want to go to like an ER? Because at this point it was a Saturday afternoon, right? So waiting in line for an ER. After it had finished snowing, I figured the ER is going to be packed. I'm not dealing with that shit. I'll just ice it up and it'll be fine. And I thought, if it is broken, there's not really much they can do for it anyway. So, whatever. Yeah, he told me, here's an x-ray script. Go and get your finger x-rayed and follow up with me in a day and we'll figure out what the hell's wrong with you. But it kind of seems like I probably broke the knuckle. The one that's between the tip of my finger and where your finger meets your hand. Can you give the middle finger? 
Oh, you could still give the middle finger, though. It's and like now a it's crooked snazzy. middle finger. Yeah. Now I've got like the perfect tickle middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Don't this, ever do that again. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you're going today getting x-rays. Well, actually, I am uh, i don't think I can today. You're not going today? I don't have time. We're uh. doing this podcast now, and then I'm going to Toronto because I'm doing the Toronto Mike podcast right. where he just interviews media people. So I got to do that. And if I have time on the way home, then I'll go. But at this point, it's kind of splinted already. It's All fine. right. So you have to run the board for a while because fine. this is a metal splint, and I can't touch anything on the touchscreen computer yeah. to run the board. Is it a stupid injury? You're fucking right. It's a stupid injury. I don't even like telling the story because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You I, should be embarrassed. I broke one, probably oh, two fingers no. trying to change a windshield wiper. But here's the best part. When I asked Scott, well, I mentioned that anytime I needed to change my blade, I don't have the same, the Subaru. That's weird. But anytime I want to even change it on my Honda, I get my mechanic to do it just because I think, you know what? If a professional can do it, I'd rather them do it. I asked, did you not see how much it would be? For them to do it for you, a Canadian tire? Oh, he did. And how much would it have cost you? $5 per blade. Five fucking dollars per blade. But, no. I'm a man. I can change it. (laughs) I'm a man and I'm cheap. (laughs) And he's cheap. Uh, Okay. Why spend $5 when I can save $5 and change my own wiper blade? I didn't know it was some weird fucking car that no other car operates like this. All right. Stupid. Uh, we're into February and some people are doing a dry February and I believe they're doing that for cancer, but January, a lot of people do dry January. The theory being that if you give up booze for the entire month of January, if you prove that you can go a whole month without drinks, you'll never be an alcoholic. Some people do the same thing around Lent. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also a good time to cleanse out your system sure. and things like that. Sure, and it's a new year. A lot of people have health-related New Year's resolutions, stuff like that. Well, now that it's February, how did dry January go? They surveyed just over 1,000 people who committed to not drinking for the month of January. And they asked, did you do it? Only 52% managed to go dry in January. Whoa. 35% say they wound up drinking some alcohol, but they still tried to cut back. 11% of people abandoned dry January completely. 1% bailed on January the 3rd. You made it three days into dry January before you needed a drink. That probably was is people on New Year's Eve, okay? December 31st saying, oh, I could do that. That's no problem. Already half in the bag. I'm taking part. And then once they sobered up from New Year's Eve, went, nope, can't do it. That's pretty bad as a society. (laughs) Sure it is. But I mean, look at New Year's, like alcohol, whatever the case might be, is no different than any resolutions that we attempt to make every year. Yeah, I guess. You know? Hey, is today, today's the last day of free delivery from the LCBO, isn't it? It is. It is. If you're listening, the day we release this on the 10th, Last day, you get free delivery. Do we? Who cares if there's a minimum? Because people are going to spend a lot of money at the LCBO, I think, anyway. Sure. Um, but yeah, they're doing free delivery. So today's the last day to order online. Whole bunch of stories to get to here. A new survey asked people if they own any adult toys. <clears throat> Sorry. On air, I have a button to do that. I don't have a button. Don't have one in the Cover podcast. it up when we okay. cough. You and me are both like something's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Survey asked people, do you own any adult toys? The results were split almost perfectly down the middle. Just over 50% said they have one. 49% said 
They don't have one. But those numbers don't tell the whole story. Because when you break it down by men and women, you see a big difference. Really? 57% of women have a sex toy. Only 44% of men do. So majority of women do have a sex toy. Majority of men do not. I don't know if that's really a surprise to anybody. There's also a lot more options for women. Women have so many different things. There's things that'll just vibrate. and There's things that'll like push and pull and vibrate here. And some of them go in your ass and some of them will vibrate (laughs) up top. And Mm. this, that, and the other thing. There's like a million sex toys for women. Guys have four. (laughs) There's like four sex toys that guys can have. You can have a flashlight slash pocket pussy, whatever. You can have one of those real dolls. Yeah. There's just something that just has like an ass ass cheeks and a hole. Yeah. I don't. Okay. That's pretty fucking desperate. I don't want to judge too much, but you just wanted the ass. That's it. Nothing else. But there's nothing attached. Yeah. That's the thing is there's nothing attached to it. Do you hold it? Do you lay it on the bed and do that? I don't know. I don't have a male sex toy. I don't have one. And I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with it. If you've got a a fleshlight, I don't understand why it needs to be a light, by the way. Like, do you want to light your dick up while you're doing it? Why is it? Is it just because it looks like a flashlight? Is that why? Or does it actually light up? I think it lights up. Oh, does it really? I don't know. I don't have one. It's just like different colors and shit, like strobe lights and shit like that. Like, dude, stoop, stoop, stoop. Going blue tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking right. (laughs) Fuck it to the beat. (laughs) And then they've got the little pocket pussy. Frankly, it shouldn't be that accessible. Well, I can just carry it around in my pocket. (laughs) No. Please, God, no. Leave it at home. (laughs) Top drawer where everybody keeps their sex toys. Don't fucking carry it around. I gotta jerk off. This is an emergency. Good thing I've got my pocket pussy. You're absolutely right. It should not be that accessible. I don't know what happened. I got on the subway and just got so horny. I just, yeah, good thing I had my pocket pussy with me. What? No. Don't do that. What are those like? What what is that? That's not like a fleshlight then where it's not like super long, I assume, because you can fit it in your pocket. As far as I know, it looks like... um, uh, it, it's like yay big, and then there's the hole in it, and it kind of looks like a vagina <laughs> in the sense that it's like pear shaped, and then you just fuck it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Like, is there really nothing more to it than that? I don't know. Uh, That's it. You just you just pull it, it out and fuck it. <laughs> And then what do you do with it? What the fuck? Do you just rinse it under the tap? Or? Like, like, and that's the thing is like, I hope at least Do you people- pull out <laughs> or do you just come in it? Do you want to impregnate that pocket pussy? <laughs> I don't know any of the answers to these questions, I, but I, as long as you clean, hey, I don't give a fuck what you use. I don't give a fuck. Just clean it. Clean it. Clean it when you're done. Thank you. Don't be an animal. You shouldn't have to fucking scrape off last night's fucking jizz. Yeah. Clean out last night's jizz before you put tonight's jizz in it. (laughs) Don't do that. Seriously. So guys don't have a whole lot of options when it comes to sex toys. Now, there's other stuff that you can use for the back door, but those are also available to women. So I'm not necessarily classifying those as just men's sex toys. Gotcha. Okay. You women, though. Oh, yeah. There's everything, man. Like, if you go into a sex shop, there's like a, a shelf of the guy's toys there's like three walls of the girls' toys. <laughs> yeah. And girls, they put a lot more thought into it. 
guy, if he's going to buy like a, let's say he wants a pocket pussy, for example. <laughs> okay. So you just get one. I can't get over the name. And 80% of them are pink and, and that's about it. Girls, they could have like multicolored dildos. Like, yeah. I think I want a black one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think today I'll just do like a like a, a regular white guy one. Or here, I'm going to do a fucking orange one because it's almost uh, football season. Well, it's St. Patrick's Day. If I bring out my green fucking dick. <laughs> it's festive. Seriously. And then beyond colors. I feel like being fucked by a Martian. Let me grab this fucking green one. <laughs> Then you've got different sizes. Oh, and, yeah. You know, some days- Replicas. 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 You can get Ron Jeremy's dicks, for example. You oh. can get replicas. Like, those are the ones that are self-promoted by the porn stars themselves. Did he pose for that? Like, did he get hard and put it in a mold? I think that that's what happened. It's an actual mold of his- Like, that's just one example. Like, he's fucking gross and dirty, if you ask me. But, like, that's just one example. Like, a porn star's trying to make some coin on the side is they'll do a mold of their dick and sell it. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. There great. you go. So you've got the different Tons sizes. Of options. You got bunny rabbits and fucking Dolphins. groundhogs and all kinds groundhog. of shit. Groundhog? What does the groundhog do? He buries real deep. <laughs> he just pops his head out every now and again. <laughs> you, play, you bang on it like whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting on it and beating the shit out of it, but his head didn't pop up yet. No, there's all kinds of shit. Yeah, they have all kinds of shit. So some of them you can just have like the regular D, the, the regular dildo, or you can have a dildo that'll vibrate while it's doing the exact same thing as the regular dildo. And some of them you can like double dildo. Like it's fucking crazy. Some of them have like a fucking crane on it so you can do the regular dildo, but then there's something that fucking vibrates on the side. I'm shocked there's not something with a pole coming out and a selfie stick so you can send video to people. Oh, I there mean, probably will be. It's crazy how many options yeah. there are for women. So no, I'm not even a little bit surprised that way more women than men have sex toys. Now, having said that, it's a lot more complicated for women than it is for men. Men are easy. Like we just said, you can carry that thing around in your pocket and just jam it whenever you want. <laughs> I think you take it out and you just fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Okay, but before we wrap up this part of the podcast, <laughs> like, are you? imagine this scenario. Let's say this is a... Uh, here, I'm going to use my headphones pouch here. Do Let- I have, should I be recording this? Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah, here, you can do it. You can record it. I'm going to stand up here. Okay. I'm not going to post it anywhere right now, but I, I need to have this somewhere logged. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's the scenario. This is the guy's sex toy. Okay. Does he, like, lay it down and and, like, do it? <laughs> Or is he supposed to, like, hold it and do it? Because if you do that, it looks stupid. That's stupid. You have to lay it down, right? I don't know. I'm just saying that. Ask. Ask around. Actually, you know what? No shortage of people are listening now that could tell you. Yeah, I don't know. Do you hold it? or DM Scott and tell him all the ways of the pocket pussy. How are you doing that? Uh, okay, I'm just going to blow through a couple more headlines here, and then we'll get to the replay of today's missed connections. A sheriff caught a wanted fugitive when they happened to both be picking up a pizza at the exact same time. Whoa. So imagine this. You're a cop. You've been out looking for this one shithead for all uh, a while, like through the whole shift. Like, where did he go? I'm going to catch that fucker eventually. Maybe he gave me the slip. You think, ah, I'm just going to go into Domino's and grab myself a pizza and... Enjoy the rest of my night. I'm clearly not going to find this guy. 
you walk into Domino's and there's that guy right there. That's fucking crazy. Isn't that a great coincidence? Um, if you're not sure if your relationship has reached its natural climax, and sometimes relationships don't work. Sometimes they just come to an end. And, and people will try to reignite the spark or try and create some new magic, try and salvage something. Right. Maybe you're considering to put that spark back in your marriage, renewing your vows. Maybe this is the way that you can salvage it. You can now get married for free in Vegas at Denny's. Well, who doesn't want to do that? If you are seriously considering getting married at Denny's, your relationship is over. It's come to its natural conclusion. <laughs> Who is marrying you? Like, does Denny's just on, on staff at any given time? <clears throat> Excuse me. Have somebody who's able to marry people? Denny's in Vegas has its own wedding chapel. Normally, the weddings there are $200, but on Valentine's Day, you can get married for free. Oh, here we go. Without right. registering in advance or anything. You wow. You j- just got to show up between noon and 6 p.m. Not the typical hours that people in Vegas make the decision to just spontaneously get married. It includes a complimentary wedding pancake puppies order. What the fuck is that? And a champagne toast. Okay. But any other food will cost you, just like when you go to a banquet hall. The pancakes and champagne are free. Everything else, that's an upcharge. Well, it's something. Who's going to do that? I don't know. Who the fuck is going to do that? I don't know. Honey. You, people. People will go. Oh, I know People they will. will go. But do they do it because they love Denny's or they love each other but don't have any money? Or why would you do that? Yeah. Drunk. Drunk people. But how are you going to? No. You don't get married at Denny's. Stop. Let's have just an ounce of respect for for breakfast and for each other. I like Denny's. When I go to the States, I eat at Denny's all the time. I don't want to see some couple in there getting married and, oh, I love you forever. What if they met at Denny's? No. No. Not even then? No. Okay. You don't get married at Denny's. It's bullshit. (laughs) How are we for time? Scott will be the guy outside the Denny's with a sign protesting tell me what you think of this okay a nonprofit called mental health america has launched a new program called text for humanity it lets you send inspirational text messages to total strangers Hmm. and if you do it a random person will text you an uplifting message well this sounds like absolute hell I get enough calls from the CRA scam and enough calls from this person and that person. I get text message scams now that kind of make it seem like it's Royal Bank saying there's a problem with your card. Click this link and enter your SIN number. Okay, don't ever do that sort of shit, by the way. No. Can you imagine getting a random text message from some stranger saying you can do it? The power is in you. (laughs) Don't these people have Facebook and Instagram and People who post this shitty stuff all the time. Because I feel like that's all I see anyway. I really don't need it to be texted to me, too. Am I wrong here? No, you're not wrong. Hey, you know what we want less of? Everything. Less spam, less messages overall. You want messages from the person that you want to be texting with. But if you're texting with one or two people and somebody else texts you, it's like, fuck off. I'm already in a conversation. I don't need shit like the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine to be popping up by text. Thank you. 
Can we not? How do I make sure that I don't get these inspirational messages? Not that I don't sympathize with Mental Health America. I'm sure they do great work. Absolutely. No. No text well, messages. And, and if that's the purpose, there's got to be other things we could do. do. Are these inspirational memes doing anything for the people that post them? I do re- really, I am curious about that. I don't think so, Kat. I mean, I see people post them and then some people repost them. Uh, make a change and, and the change is in you. Okay, did, did you actually do anything about it or did you just post the meme to piss everybody off? Scott, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Shit like that, I can't, <laughs> I can't stand. Nobody likes that stuff. What do you, what, do you did you read that in the morning and go, fucking right, it's going to be a good day. Well, this is life changing. I didn't what? realize that if I just sit still, the train's going to hit me. I keep going, the this train is, won't hit This me. is changing my life from here forward. I don't understand it personally. Maybe it's something to try if you're struggling with a mental health issue. Maybe, I mean, sure, it's it's a worth a try. And maybe it would help people. I don't see how any of that helps because I just see that shit and I'm like, uh, fuck. Most of it seems like common sense. It just seems like words that have been spun into like a little <laughs> poem thingy. Yes. And it, it doesn't really make a difference. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It, it's just words. Words spun into a poem thingy is the exact way I would explain them. And I don't know who's and doing these or who's making these or if they're making money off of these. I don't know what the people who are constantly posting them. I'm like, if all these fucking memes and sayings really made you a great person, you wouldn't still be sitting there in your fucking office retweeting and reposting fucking memes. You would be fucking Bill goddamn Gates by now. So obviously, whatever the fuck you've been doing for the last couple of years, posting this shit's not working. <laughs> Quit fucking quoting other people that did shit and do shit. I don't understand it. Don't be the person. <laughs> just fucking retweet shit. That's all be they're the, doing. Be the person who did shit, not the, the person, person who, who reads about doing says shit. It, says it. Not people who quotes fucking people who did things that say things. Be silly. Be fun. <laughs> be crazy. Be you. Because life is too short to be anything but happy. That does nothing for It's you. just words. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. There's some great ones, though. There's some great ones. And by great, I mean stupid. I am the architect of my own good fortune. <laughs> Stop. Every day, in every way, I'm getting happier and happier. Are you? Because you must have looked for this, to repost this. You only fail when you stop trying. Gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. Uh, I I could argue that, but okay, fine. It's just words. (laughs) It costs zero dollars to be grateful for what you have. Yeah, you should always be grateful for what you have. But that's the end of it. Okay, we're good. Just be grateful. Ugh. So many of them. Oh, there's too many. There's too many. Uh, oh, wow. We've gone long already. Uh, okay, quickly here, just because here in Canada, people, we get CNN here, but not Fox News unless you pay for it. And if you pay for it, I assume you're into Fox News and you'd like that right-wing perspective. But if you just watch CNN or MSNBC, you probably think that America is basically ready to revolt against Donald Trump. Right. Like, Right. The impeachment thing and the only people that were against impeaching him were those senators. That's not true. In fact, Donald Trump's approval rating is now through the roof. Like it's some of the best he's ever had coming off of an impeachment. So one of the ways that you can forecast an election is by seeing how the economy is doing. Mm-hmm. And you can do what Gallup does every single year. Gallup, a very reputable polling firm. Every year they do the. Life survey. 
How happy are you in your life right now? Nine in 10 U.S. citizens are either satisfied or very satisfied with their life. Hmm. The highest the number has ever been. Nine in 10. American confidence in the economy has hit a 20-year high. After years of economic growth and rising employment. By the way, I'm not doing this as an endorsement for Donald Trump. I'm doing this to tell you that what you see on the news from here, watching down there, is not nearly accurate. Because... I had this conversation. One of the people that I work with for The Rock is an American. She came up from Buffalo and and we were talking about it. And she's like, I don't know what's going on, but there's like more Trump supporters now than there used to be. Hmm, And I don't think she in particular is a Trump supporter. She says those who voted Republican are paid. Those who voted Republican are paid more than one hundred thousand dollars a year or are married. We're the most likely to be satisfied or very satisfied. The least satisfied citizens were those who are unmarried, Democrats, or who make less than $40,000 a year. So it's the middle class that's going to decide that election in November. Right. It really will be. The pollsters put the rise in confidence down to increased trust in the U.S. economy and improved health and personal finances. Wow. When people are doing well, governments get reelected. When people are not doing well, they throw governments out. Right. They're afraid of change in that case, because if everything's going swell, it's like everybody in life, right? You don't want to make any changes if everything's good. Everything's going great for you. Why Eh, change things? Why would you want to make a change if everything's going well? Interesting. Interesting. And you think, I mean, you you think he'll get voted back in, correct? It's not just me. I think everybody thinks. I think even the Democrats think he's going to win. I think everyone's everyone's thinking that, too. Everybody who knows, like who... Yeah, I think it's going to happen, too. Thank you to all the Americans who have discovered the After 9 podcast. Mm -hmm. We have uh, thousands now. We have so many American listeners and, and ones will add us to Instagram too. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. And on that, we will, uh, we still got so much stuff that we didn't do with this one that we'll do in the next one. You know one. what? We'll you make, we'll make, uh, we'll make tomorrow's a little longer than usual, but uh, obviously we have this to get This one was to, longer than usual. I know. And we still have misconnections to come. So here you have it. We do an FM uh, morning show. If you can check us out, uh, feel free to. We're on Radio Player Canada app. You can find us online at 915thebeat.com uh, is our website if you want to check it out. We do the morning show there, and that's where we have misconnections. Here you go, a repeat from today's. Mr. D from The Beat at Night is hanging out on The Beat Breakfast this morning, and we're going to do missed connections. We're going to tell you about people looking for other people. They can't find them, so they posted the story online. It's called The Failed Job Interview Guy, Man for Woman. We met at the Knott's Berry Farm interview. You were up for the job, and so were like five of us in total. I was the guy in the brown beanie. You asked me if I brought in a resume, and I did not. You ended up being right, by the way. They asked if I had it, and I think it's the reason I failed and didn't get the job. You didn't think to bring a resume to a job interview? Well done. I didn't want to go all stalker-like, But I think this Saturday I'm going to pop in to see if you got the gig. We got to chat for a bit, but we had to be professional, of course. I wish I had gotten your full name. Knott's Berry Farm, I believe, is a theme park. Wondering what he was applying for that he thought he wouldn't need a resume to get hired Kids for. these days. <laughs> you wouldn't know? that be a little creepy if you, you know, just go on back and she ended up getting the job? 
So you're going to show up like exactly. this crazy lunatic, right? Uh-huh. Like, hey, I didn't get the job. I, I see you did, though. Um, <laughs> Want to go for coffee? Must, must be nice. <laughs> you can buy lunch. Wink, wink. <laughs> Oh, yeah, get that 50% discount. Yum. Um, Good luck, guy. I don't know. Bring a resume next time. Seriously, who doesn't know that? That is still a thing people are supposed to do, right? I think so. Am I missing something No, you're not. You should. But there's a lot of people who don't think that way. You should always be prepared. This is probably okay. the guy, too, that showed up in, like, shorts and flip-flops in the whole nine yards. <laughs> brown, brown beanie was only the beginning of the outfit. Yeah, like we, all, we, know, we know more is happening below the neck that's probably very bad. It's a theme park, so I wore a wetsuit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this next one is really nuts. I'm going to warn you. This is, this is out there. It's called A Scary Moment, But I Can't Get You Out of My Head. It's a man for a woman. It was the most terrifying moment of my life, but I think your courage was actually brilliant. I was bartending two years ago when you walked into my bar. You had two shots and a drink. You were pretty, really quiet for the first hour. Then you called me over and asked if I could call the police. I asked you, what's the problem? You told me you just stabbed a guy. What? What? You stabbed him in the alley because he was trying to mug you. It was pure self-defense. You wanted to wait a while to make sure he was fully dead before what? you No! Before you, before you reported it. I stuck around very late that night as police questioned you. I had to go to the alley to confirm he was dead. You were never charged. I was questioned. But I never ended up finding out your name. They told me you were in shock, and it's likely why you were so quiet. I realize now as I grow and mature that you're a strong woman. The courage it took you to do what you did, I can only imagine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's a few thoughts here. You go first, Scott, please. Okay, so number one, you figure when you go into work, yeah, regular run-of-the-mill day, I'll pour some drinks, clean some tables, serve some food. Mm-hmm. Never once when you woke up, that morning, did you think, I'm going to be part of a murder investigation here? <laughs> right. I'll probably be up till 4 a.m. as police question me hey, about the I- dead guy behind my back. <laughs> and then, okay, so kind of quiet for the first little while. Then she comes over, calls you over, sorry. Hey, how are you? Great. I'll have a gin and tonic. And can you call 911? Because I just murdered somebody out in the lo- in the alley. She waited a solid hour to make sure he bled out to the, <laughs> to the, to the point of death. We're him coming, go, uh, saying, you know what? Let me just go back out and check for you. Yep, he gone. I mean, what? Okay, but the- you know what? From her, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from her point of view. That was probably, uh, first of all, the scariest moment of her life. If he was like the guy who assisted that was scary for him that was probably scary for her i don't know where the knife came from the guy was stabbed maybe she was hold maybe she had a knife maybe he had the knife that was probably i mean i'd take a couple shots and a drink after that too sure yeah so should the he he's the guy who's gonna have to clean the knife later before it goes out to the next table (laughs) man (laughs) can you imagine say say this misconnection worked out and they got together okay let's say she found it she contacts the guy sure and let's just say things worked out really well. And they got married and they had kids. Down the road, years down the road. Mommy, how did you and daddy meet? Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Um, we'll tell you that story when you're 18. One time I killed. <laughs> one time I killed a guy, <laughs> and that's how it all began. Case. It was. And she was never charged with anything. So I mean, well, obviously uh, they found that she acted in self-defense. Absolutely. So yeah. Okay. It just took him a couple years to realize he was attracted to that. Come on. There's self-defense, and then there's. I'm gonna wait an hour to call the police so make sure he's fully <laughs> that's, dead. That's the point that gets you. That's, is the one yeah. hour. Now, there's shock value here, though. <laughs> She's googling how long till someone bleeds out. Oh boy. And I mean, we've all dated someone in the past where we can think that person's a little sketchy. Like there's something not quite right there. <laughs> but very few of us are in an actual relationship with someone who's got one murder under their belt. <laughs> You better pray that you don't make one wrong move in that relationship. Right? So I know you know how to kill someone, and I'm going to be on my best behavior at all times. I told you. It's an interesting one. All times.